Good evening on my side of the world. I, first of all, I want to thank you for listening to me. <laughs> um, my message, I believe, is God's message. And um, I'm just thank you. I just feel honored. I'm very honored. Um, extremely honored. Extremely, extremely honored um, to be on this platform to share the message of healing the matters of the heart with women and also healing marriages. Um, it's um, been a real thing for me um, because God has, I am the, re, the, the representation of what I speak about, um, healing the matters of the heart um, in my life and healing the matters of the heart um, in marriages. And um, it's very interesting how strategic um, God is. This message would not leave me when I was trying to run from this. I was like, God, like, I don't really want to talk about this. <laughs> uh, let me talk about something else. And it just would not leave me. Um, it was just something in my spirit that would not leave my soul. And so I finally surrendered to it. I finally surrendered to it. Um, and so here I am as an open vessel sharing, sharing my message of healing marriages and of healing the matters of your heart. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a counselor, um, for marriages. Um, that's not the path that I believe that I'm on. Um, and I don't know the fu- my future path, um, but my path that God has taken me on um, personally in my life, um, was in, in how I am to share it with the world and on, you know, various platforms. And that is really kind of like a Harriet Tubman kind of thing, like an underground railroad type of, um, coaching and teaching that I've been in called to do, um, about healing from the root. Um, and so, that's the kind of coach that um that I am um for right now. That's what God has placed in me. And so I'm all about healing from the root, healing the matters of the heart. I have found, even when I think about just the different intricates of my life, like when I had um surgery, when trouble was going happening within my marriage, when um my health was failing me, when um I was trying to lose weight and couldn't, um, all of those intricates and many other intricates in my life that, um, that I was found myself trying to fix. Um, uh, God gave me a different perspective. Um, and I went on the journey of studying and listening and healing and learning. And, uh, interesting prayer that I had before I get into the topic, interesting prayer that I have with God. Um, that I've shared many times and I have no problem sharing again, but the interesting time that the, the, the prayer that I had in the, or the, yeah, it was a prayer because the prayer is just simply talking to God. Right. Um, and so the prayer that I had with my creator was God, um, don't fix my life. Don't fix my marriage. Don't fix the things in my life, even though that sounds great. 
that sounds great. I'm not, but I, I had a feeling um, that this is about you healing me. Somehow I just felt because I would, I, I found myself trying to chase and fix everything. And something in me was like, well, why are you, why do you feel you have to fix everything? But it's like when you become accustomed to just surviving, right? Or just doing what you think you have to do. Um, that's what you think that all there is. Um, but my spirit knew something else was greater and better. I did not know, God just put this in me. I did not know that I would talk about, and it's going to get deeper and deeper um, as we go along in the journey because God keeps taking me deeper. <laughs> but I didn't know that my message was going to really, in the, no, I take that back. In the very beginning, I knew that my message was talking about love. Um, God's unconditional love and how that was in my life and how I rested in that and how that kind of love was in my marriage, is in my marriage. Um, and I had to go through that process, um, that process of um, really unveiling into that truth and really um, stepping into that place of unconditional God kind of love. And I honestly really didn't know that I had that kind of love um, until I went through my own experience in my valley um, in life and within my relationship. That's really the only time that I encountered this uh, level of unconditional love that I knew was unwavering that God had for me and this level of unconditional love that I knew that I had for them have for the man that I love and that's just the truth um I want to talk to shift gears just a smidge and I want to talk today um about I want to talk today about um how my perspective and what I have seen through my eyes um, growing up um, with mostly men in my life. I had a, um, I, uh, I have a, a father who was in my life, um, an active father who was in my life. And I had a, um, I am the youngest, of, I have three older brothers. And so it was just my mom and I that were in the home. Um, so as a little girl, I remember observing, um, the men in my life. I remember observing the men in my life. So I'm going to speed up, speed up some things. And I think about the men in my life. I think about the man that I uh, am in love with. And that I, I think about, um, those men in my life. And when you live with them, um, you also see their valleys, right? And one of the thing the things that I did notice um, with my father, one of the things that I did notice with the men in my life and the man that holds my heart, one of the things that I did notice is that when it comes to um, any form of failure 
any form of mistake or something that they feel that they cannot fix. Um, they don't, they, they process it very differently. Um, very differently than women. I am not speaking for all men, just speaking from my experience. And I'm quite sure that for some of you who are listening, um, who have experienced men in your life on a more a close-up uh, personal, close-up and personal, if you're married, if you have if lived with your father, if you've you know lived with older brothers, if you've seen their interactions and how they um, handle mistakes or failure, um, it's internalized very different than how women internalize it and it's not coming from a place of um it's not coming from a place of women handle it better than men because I highly disagree with that and I'm gonna shift gears and talk about my perspective of how I think how I have um handled uh a failure and mistakes and I'm gonna and how I have just overall seen um the women in my life so these these once again this is from my experiences and just how I have seen um, um them in my life okay so as I'm talking about men um the men the wonderful men in my life um and I, and I think about the mistakes so when they feel they've made a mistake or the feel that they um things that that oftentimes like childhood things that really isn't quite addressed um, if they feel that they have um, maybe not lived up to a certain standard um, for their family or just like a certain standard that they may have for themselves and um, when they fall or when they stumble um, I find from my experience from my observation that they go into this cave this cave and um, or it's either shown up in anger, um, it's shown up in yelling, um, it's shown up in shutting down completely, um, it's shown up in uh, retreating and hiding in a cave, or not talking and not opening up to their wife, or not fully opening up. Um, opening up with their feelings in a healthy way um, is more in a sense of retreating or in a sense of anger um, or um, some I haven't experienced this or seen this in my family but I'm sure it's shown up in other lives in other lives of men where it's shown up in violence or shown up in buying a new car or it's shown up in cheating, or it's shown up in suppressing their feelings and hiding it in drugs, or it's shown up in suppressing their feelings and hiding it through overly consumption and, and being promiscuous, um, or it's 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 hidden in the clothes, or it's hidden in their work, it's hidden in um, many different things um, trying to um, escape or find the answer pretty deep huh 
this is just what I have just noticed. Um, I personally um, have my, my father, whom I love so dearly. Um, I saw the decline of him over time. And the decline that I saw my father have when I, I would say when I was a teenager, I saw the decline and what it looked like to me from an outside person looking in was that my father was looking for a sense of accomplishment, looking for a sense of resolve, looking for a sense of peace looking for that place and he didn't find quite find it on earth um and so because of unresolved um trauma unresolved trouble that he had going on within his heart from a very young age um what ended up happening is that became suppressed, um, pushed it all the way down in his body, and it showed up in his body. And his body deteriorated. I remember seeing my dad. I remember seeing his body deteriorate. I remember seeing and at the time, I knew that my father was troubled. Um, I didn't know all the intricates like I do now since I, you know, awakened and went on my own personal spiritual journey. But in short, I saw um, what he was carrying and how he showed up in his body. And his body literally was deteriorating. And I really do believe it was because of what he felt he could not solve. What he felt hopeless in. I remember him trying to have an outlet. But not really quite having the outlet that he desired. Um, I can remember some of the close um, um, male relatives in my life whom I love dearly um, just um, overly consuming themselves in work um, with the pressure of I have to provide for my family. And the over the pressure that they would feel, and I believe pressure oftentimes is due to what we've been taught, the pressure. And when I mean pressure, I mean an unhealthy weighted pressure of being this, um, um, holding up this image and this expectation um, 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 to be a father, to be a husband, to be a man. Um, 
that pressure can kill you. I'm not saying that you shouldn't provide. I'm just saying that there definitely should be a level of shifting the narrative. Shifting the narrative of how we view ourselves has got to stop. How we um, process and handle what it is we're holding on the inside. Um, It has to shift. It has to shift. And I've just noticed that the... um, How the men in my life respond to when they don't feel... um, When they feel that they've failed. Um, They either suppress... And they die slowly or... Um, um, exponentially Um, they either lash out on other people so it shows up differently and from my experience I've had the men in my life who some of the men in my life and the man that I love who just shuts down doesn't talk, hides in a cave, retreats. Um, I'm not a man, but God has also given me a heart for men, for people, but for men, because once again, they're the closest to my heart. They've protected me. They've loved me. They did a really good job protecting me. They did a really good job. A really, really good job protecting me. A really, really good job. And I'm not quite sure if they had an outlet or an avenue to help them unpack the layers within themselves. And on top of that, at the same time, they handle things, not all men, but the ones that I know and love handle things differently. When they feel that they have failed, They hide within. They're very quiet because that's their processing things. They're processing things. And I have learned over time to take my hands off of it and to just be present whenever I'm needed. I have learned that just the presence or the silence is everything and it's golden. Doesn't mean that you're a doormat. Yes, there is a time to talk. But what I have learned is to never force them to talk. It's like poking the sleeping bear. (laughs) 
that is where you have to fully, from my experience, trust God. Because there are things that they are processing within themselves that they are learning. If they're learning, that they're listening to, that God is working on them too, that God is dealing with them too. And I had to surrender as God began showing my heart when, what, and when to say something, when to not say anything at all, <laughs> um, what to say, what not to say. That's a posture of trusting God. And so that's what I have personally learned in that aspect. In marriage, um, I definitely have learned that in marriage. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a still presence where I had to learn when to be quiet. It's a still presence where I had to learn to let go. It's a still presence where I had to go to God for myself to be filled up. For God to show me me. For God to help me with me. Yeah. And so we talked about how in the beginning, how men handle in my life, the men handle in my life, and maybe the men in your life too, how they handle um, uh, the sense of failure, how they process that is, from my experience, different. Than how I was raised to express how you feel. Um, I came from more of the standpoint of independence. And if I can be honest, independence really was backed up in defense and not asking for help. It was backed up in defense and not asking for help. I'm going to say that again. It was backed up in defense and not asking for help. So there was a sense of prize that I received for being independent. I can remember um, um, one of my loved ones had said, who was very, very close to me, who said, um, you want to make sure that you set up your life where you don't have to depend on no nigga, <laughs> no Negro taking care of you in case he walks out on you. You want to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row. And I really, really understood what this individual meant by that. I understood that they meant it from a place of protection, from a place of love. I really, really understood that. But really what was happening was that particular loved one um, had experienced in their life where they had seen um, a, a woman that was close to their heart when their um, their husband had passed um, and left her with a gang of bills. And so that particular loved one saw that, saw that um, this woman was hurting because of the fact that her husband had left her with all the bills and 
um, this loved one saw that, right? And so that set up a sense of residence and wounds within himself. So, so, so that energy or that advice was genuinely the motive was from, I think was from a sincere place, was from a protection place. I do believe it was from a place of love. I don't think that it was from a place of, um, of spite. I don't, I don't think so. Um, but that also set up in residence. So when I, when I got married, when I fell in love and got married, I, um, I did not allow myself to relax because of that belief in the background of my head. No, 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 no. Don't let him pay for this. Don't let him do that because, what's the saying? You don't want no Negro paying or taking advantage of you and you're left with nothing. You want to make sure this. You want to make sure that. So I have this sense of like roughness, this sense of like defense, this sense of this this heart of steel, like, nope, you're not going to run over me. And in my heart of hearts, the truth was, that wasn't the truth. That wasn't my marriage. That wasn't. But that infiltrated in, that baggage infiltrated in, right? Um, and I want to just talk about also the flip side of, of overall women how we how we view um, 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 a sense of failure, a sense of making a mistake. I think um, I, I think I can speak this confidently. Um, and of course, you are welcome to disagree or not. But I I, I will speak this confidently um, that we most of us have been taught resiliency and independence, like I've mentioned earlier, and. That resiliency and that independence really was backed out in fear. That resiliency and that independence was making sure nothing don't happen and you, you're not about to run over me. You're not about to take advantage of me. Oh, uh-uh and uh-uh. So that I am woman, hear me roar, the undertone of that was fear, was not letting anybody run over you, was... um you know, having a brick in your hand to make sure that you could fight back, you know. I get it. It was our generation, our, our you know, our parent, our grandparents' generation, our great-great-parents' generation, right? What we had to fight through, what they had to fight through, you know. And that stuff probably got passed, ain't no probably, got passed down to our parents. And if you... Grew up like, you know, my parents were baby boomers, right? And so that was just kind of like, kind of like out of the depression, like well, the, the the babies that came out of the depression, right? You got to think about that era, you know, where they had good jobs, but yet still carried the wounds from their parents, right? And, you know, um, I remember um, my mother was very... Um, very strong, but yet I knew that the strength that that my mom did her best to carry also saw the terror and the wounds that that um, she still carried. 
And so when I came along, the best teachings that they did for me was, you know, you're the only girl, got to make sure nobody runs over you. And I did that similar teaching to my girls until I um, was paused in my heart by the Holy Spirit. pause in my heart by the Holy Spirit like um, through trial and error I just had to I learned how to mother our our children um, through trial and error by listening to the Holy Spirit by listening by pausing making my own mistakes because I I used to hear y'all here's the thing when I would make mistakes in the past I found myself being so resilient but here's the thing my natural ability is resiliency um but before i awaken my resiliency was driven by fear my resiliency was driven by not letting my walls down my resiliency was driven by me trusting in myself and not trusting in god or not trusting in anyone that's tiring that's tiring that ain't that ain't fun that might be fun for somebody else, but that ain't fun. That wasn't fun, not one bit. No, I need help. No, I surrender. No, I'm not trying to carry none of this. And I had to fully surrender and let go. And that was when I recognized that I had to fully, when God told me to fully let go in my relationship, just let go. I'm going to do some things that I told you in a secret place, right? But I also want you to fully surrender and let go. I had to fully surrender and let go and trust God. Trust God to do what God said he was going to do. And I couldn't take my tricks. I couldn't take my um, my uh, resiliency that was rooted in, in fear and survival traits. I had to fully surrender and let go. And the reason why I got to that place of fully surrendering and letting go is because that stuff was too heavy. Imagine all your life like running in the woods and just trying to fight and trying to make things happen. It's just like, and prying down the door. I did a live um, on on my Instagram if you want to watch it. And I talked about just prying down. Just, you know, struggling to, to like, make something work. And God was saying, I need you to stop trying to control things. Stop living in fear. Surrender. Trust what I told you. Surrender. I didn't forget what I told you. Surrender. And so it was just trusting God. So the moral of this, just this overall understanding is really just to get you to understand the man in your life, the man in your life, um, it's really to help you understand you, those survival traits that you may have picked up, um, how you have handled failure and mistakes. How do you handle them? How have you handled them? Do you suppress them? Do you push them to the ground? Do you think you're not dealing with them, but it's showing up in other 
aspects of your life? Is it showing up in other aspects in your body? Do you have extra excess weight that you're holding on to? That's due to what you're holding on internally? Come on, let's let's address it. Let's address it. It's time to heal. I hope that this helps. If you would like a one-on-one coaching um, to help you heal the matters of the heart, to help you heal the areas within your marriage, um, you can definitely reach me on all the platforms. I'm I'm mostly on Instagram, but you can reach me on Facebook. Um, But my website, um, which I respond to quite often, if you have any questions, my website is www.caminite.org. Or you can reach me on all of my um, Facebook platforms. Instagram handle is Cami Loves, C A M M I E L U V as in Victor S as in Sam. And I believe on Facebook is Cami Knight. Yeah, it's just Cami Knight. But anyway, y'all, thank you guys for this intimate conversation. If you have any questions or feedback, you guys know how to reach me. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. I love y'all. Y'all have a good night.